This is the FS Tech Podcast. Hello and welcome to the FS Tech Podcast. I'm Peter Walker, the editor at FS Tech, and today we're talking about using machine learning to predict crime. Um, as financial fraud methods evolve, so must the techniques used to detect and defend against them. As fraudsters automate their hacking attempts, financial services firms are increasingly looking to artificial intelligence technology to protect customer data. Machine learning, based on the idea that com- computers can find patterns, make decisions and learn from data, is one of the most effective ways of combating such crime. But many businesses don't feel like they have the expertise to implement such solutions. So today's podcast aims to counter that notion, explaining some of the ways that non-data scientists can process raw data to spot anomalies and predict fraudulent transactions. Uh, To help me with that, I'm speaking with uh, Kevin Laguerre from Galvanize, a company that specializes in security, risk management, compliance and audit software. He's a principal product manager there and has over 10 years of experience helping private and public sector organizations fight fraud. Prior to Galvanize, Kevin assisted in cancer research as a clinical data coordinator in oncology studies at PRA International. After two years of data mining, he sought out new opportunities and quickly found his love for tech industry at IVL Audio as a product specialist. He then moved to Vancouver in 2010, where he landed with Galvanize and quickly immersed himself in the risk management and compliance domain. So, Kevin, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Excellent. So I'll, I'll dive straight in. And I guess, how did you first start using these kind of techniques within what you do now? Yeah, that's a really good question. So we have a lot of customers who we were talking to, and they were starting to incorporate AI and machine learning into their uh, governance, risk management, and compliance programs. And we saw them starting to get some real value using these. But what we saw was that only our customers that were very sophisticated um, or had very sophisticated analytics teams were able to take advantage of these technologies. So what we really wanted to do was incorporate machine learning into our products, but specifically design them for risk management, compliance, and audit scenarios, which is our customer base and our sweet spot. And we really wanted to help our customers stop fraud, waste, and abuse in their organizations. And since releasing machine learning capabilities, I've had the privilege to be able to work with a few customers directly on um, helping them solve some really interesting use cases using uh, AI and machine learning. And there are even more that we're experimenting with right now. Uh, But just for example, and I'll probably reference uh, this example a few times in this podcast, uh, because your your listeners are primarily financial services. But I started working with a consumer bank customer of ours, and I was able to use machine learning to help them analyze banking transactions in near real time for purposes of detecting potential fraud cases. Okay. And do you believe then it's, it, it's not necessary to hire specific data scientists or, or expensive consultants to do this kind of work? I think traditionally that's what people have had to do, Um, but our whole intention with integrating these technologies into our products was to make them uh, really easy to use for non-data scientists. 
So if you're a data scientist, you're probably gonna use R or Python for these use cases. Um, those are really excellent tools for utilizing AI and machine learning, but they're also very uh, complex to learn. So we're not trying to replace those tools at all. Um, however, uh, in a lot of cases, those tools don't really help most audit risk and compliance teams. Those teams just don't have the expertise or don't have a data scientist on staff in order to really get value from that technology. So what we wanted to do was put machine learning capabilities into, into our customers' hands and make it as easy as possible for them to get value from it without needing a background in data science or knowledge on how machine learning works at all. So I know this is starting to sound like a bit of a commercial for our products, but um, once I started using this with real customer use cases, even I was surprised on um, how well it worked and the results we were getting. Yeah, and so if you're going to try and do this with a with a client, then what's your starting point? So, in my opinion, the hardest part is determining what problem you want to solve with machine learning. Once you have a problem that could be a good fit, um, then everything becomes much easier after that. Then it's um, sort of just routine data tasks. Uh, but what I see is a lot of customers come to us and maybe they went to a conference or read an article in a magazine that told them they need to start using these technologies in order to stay ahead. Um, they come to us and say, hey, we want to start using AI and machine learning. They haven't thought about what problem they want to solve yet. That's kind of like saying you want to start a company that offers a product or service, but you haven't thought about what problem you're going to solve. And so if you're not going to solve a problem, it's going to be pretty hard uh, to um, to make money from a new company. So in my earlier example, um, the banking customer came to us and said they had a big problem with bank fraud. A customer's bank account information would become compromised and then their funds would be drained either through transfers or withdrawals. So uh, they were attacking this problem by once a month spending about a week of effort for half their team analyzing banking transactions trying to uncover potential fraudulent cases and then investigating um, on whether those were actually fraud or not. The big problem was is they had a lot of lag time from even if they found a fraudulent case, it was often too late to really do anything about it. And they were spending a ton of manual effort of their team and taking them away from other high value tasks. Um, so in less than less than a week, I was able to help them build a model that reliably predicted fraud uh, in the um, in the training data that we were using, and we were able to implement this so that uh, it was able to detect and predict fraud in near real time. So presumably, then you you need a, a decent data set to kind of test your hypotheses, so to kind of solve these problems. Yeah, definitely. Uh, at least with how we've implemented uh, machine learning technologies into our platform, um, it is important to have a really good data set to start with. Um, but once you've identified the problem, which I think is the hardest part, I, I think that um, after that, it's not actually that hard to then take that and build a model. Now, when I use words like build a model, that might sound complicated to people with no background, but really all that means is feeding data fields from a data set into an algorithm, 
and then the output it creates is a model. Machine learning algorithms then use that model based off of the data that you feed it to make predictions on future transactions. Um, and then one of the really cool things is the output of the model even tells you which fields uh, were really good predictors and which ones weren't. Um, and so then you can um, almost do a little bit of trial and error and test different combinations of fields to see what ends up being good predictors depending on your use case. And then the real key thing I learned in helping customers is that it's really critical to enrich the data as much as possible. So just inputting the raw data fields um, can provide pretty marginal results. Um, but once, uh, once you enrich the data, there can be a dramatic differ uh, difference in accuracy. That sounds complicated again, but let me provide a few examples from that banking fraud case. So uh, in the transactions that they provide us from their historical data, it had fields like transaction date time. Now, transaction date time wasn't a very good predictor on its own. I mean, there's transactions happening every second or every minute in banking use cases. However, what I did is I transformed that field into a few category fields. For example, one was I just took the date and turned that into a category field that said, what did this transaction happen on a weekday or a weekend? And then I took the time component of that field and categorized it into morning, evening, and overnight. I then reran the algorithm and it turned out that these category fields were much better predictors than the raw data field. Another example is um, I took the uh, I just took the historical information from each of their customer accounts and I profiled each customer's behavior on a few different on a few different combinations of things. So for example, what's the average daily transaction for each customer by transaction type? Maybe some customers never use online banking or maybe they minimally use online banking. Um, just as an example. Um, so once you profile each customer's behavior, the algorithm can then use that when a new transaction comes in and says, hey, is this really outside this customer's behavior? This might be a good predictor that this is a potential fraud case. Um, and so those were just some examples of once you have the data, kind of a few things you need to do with the data to really uh, enrich it for machine learning algorithms. I got to be honest. I didn't realize this was going to be as simple as kind of essentially trial and error with a with a big spreadsheet. Uh, well, what else? Can you kind of dive into this a, a bit more technically? How, presumably, the 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 algorithm, the machine learning, needs to quite a big data set and and a well organized data set to make proper predictions to to kind of really work. Yeah, I mean, you do want uh, data scientists will always say the more data you have, the better. Uh, but you don't necessarily need an enormous data set. This banking customer gave us 100,000 transactions of which um, a couple thousand of them were labeled as fraud. Um, so we were able to use that data to essentially train the algorithm um, to be able to use past fraudulent cases to predict future ones. Um, but like you said, um, it's actually, once you identified a problem and have access to the data, really a lot of the things you need to do isn't that much harder than what I see people do with Excel macros and formulas. 
Um, potentially, if you're using uh, Python or R, it will be more complicated. But if you use a product like ours, and there's other out there's as well, um, we really try to simplify a lot of the data science things for you so you don't have to worry about them. Um, so just as an example, if I was going to do something similar above in Python, I'd have to write a bunch of scripts, so I'd have to know its coding language. I'd have to set a bunch of hyperparameters. I don't expect um, maybe all your listeners to know what a hyperparameter is, but essentially you need to tune the inputs and tune the algorithm for the right use case. So what we've done in our product is we actually use another AI algorithm in the background to analyze your data and make all those choices for you. So it's almost like an AI assistant data scientist um, that's working behind the scenes and tuning all this stuff for you. So you don't need any background or experience to do it. You essentially just input some data into the algorithm. It outputs and tells you which fields were good predictors. And then you can keep iterating on that and trying different things until you get results that you think would be uh, really useful and then try to implement it on uh, try to implement it on new data sets. So the real benefit here is that we really tried to put the easy button on machine learning so that we could put it into anyone's anyone's hands. And really it's just like any uh, any application you use a few clicks in uh, in some windows and telling the algorithm what data to use. And then it does all the heavy lifting for you. Sure. Okay. Well, kind of a final future-facing question then. It seems like this is essentially a kind of arms race with the, with the criminals. So what do you think is next in, in terms of fraud technology on either side for, for, for the criminals and, and, and for the guys like you trying to kind of fight them? Yeah, I think this is a really interesting question and there's probably a lot of really different answers that would be really good to this. But the one that really struck to me is the more advanced we get in real-time fraud or anomaly detection, the more the fraudsters are going to target low-tech environments where, or even potential human interactions where, um, where there isn't a computer or there isn't technology in place to intervene. Um, and so uh, I, one thing I think people can do is just ensure you're staying up to date with the latest in data automation technology will really help you protect your organization. And I really think as these things get more sophisticated and we see more broad adoption of these technologies, I really do think that uh, fraudsters are going to shift their focus and really focus more on human interactions or low-tech environments and that's where they'll probably um, see the least, the least resistance. Great, okay. Well, look, thank you very much for, for answering my questions today, Kevin. Um, I guess over to you for some, some final thoughts. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, first off. Uh, great to join the podcast. Uh, so if you wanna learn more about the products that uh, we offer at Galvanize, you can head over to our website, wegalvanize.com, or in the description below, there'll be a few links to different materials uh, that you can gather, as well as a link directly uh, to our websites and uh, other information on how you can implement machine learning in your governance programs. Also, if you wanna hear a more detailed breakdown of how I helped uh, this banking customer build a machine learning model, I even walk through all the steps in detail 
in detail that I did, um, what I learned from it, and uh, how I would attack it in the future. You can check out our podcast, uh, Office Hours, offered by Galvanize. Um, you can either search for it on your favorite podcatcher or head over to our website and you would be able to find it there. Excellent. Okay. Well, thanks again. And thank you everybody for listening. Thanks a lot. Thank you for listening to the FS Tech Podcast.